Hi, and you're very welcome to the fourth episode of the Leitrim GA podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. We have an action-packed show for you today after what can only be described as a, a regrettable and disappointing weekend uh, for Leitrim football. Uh, not a great result against London at the weekend in absolutely terrible conditions. We'll be talking about that game and plenty of other stuff throughout the next 45 or 50 minutes or so. So we're going to be joined by County Board Chairman Enda Stenson, fresh off the highs of the walk, the fantastic fundraiser that was done through January. We'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about other things going on behind the scenes within Leitrim GAA at the moment. And of course, we will have a little bit of a chat about Sunday's game as well. Mike Solon joins us, one of Andy Moore's backroom team. He'll be joining us later on in the programme for a bit of more in-depth look at the game on Sunday and where Leitrim will go from here. Anyway, let's get started with the County Board Chairman. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show, uh, Mr. Enda Stenson, or should I say Councillor Stenson. You're very welcome back to the programme. Thanks so much, Bradley, and Enda will do you quite well. <laughs> yeah, always, not one for title, to be fair to you. Uh, but in terms of, I suppose, the title you do hold at the moment, you are the Chairman of the County Board. Um, it's been an interesting time for the county since we've had you on last I suppose we've appointed a new manager in Andy Moran. Um, early indications, great. Uh, the, uh, and apart from that blip on Sunday, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little more detail later on, it's been pretty good so far. Uh, what's your thoughts on, I suppose, the last six months or so of Leitrim football since we've had you on, or Leitrim GA in general, really, uh, since we've had you on the job? Yeah, well, everybody knows the situation we found ourselves in, like uh, Terry Highland resigned and, and we... Everybody paid tribute to Terry Highland for the for the work he done, and 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 that was fine. We were entrusted a committee to appoint a new manager, and between names being bandied about anyway. But we ended up with Andy Morden, and we were pretty happy with uh, Andy and his backroom team, and uh, it has gone pretty well. And I suppose without saying any more, everybody, me included, bitterly disappointed last Sunday at how events turned out weather-wise, venue-wise, but those are the things that happened. I'm I'm probably a lot older than a lot of people who will be involved within the county setup, and I have seen as many disappointments I've seen highs. So uh, that's the way it is, and, and I, I, I was hugely disappointed last Sunday. And, and yes, mistakes were made, and yes, it's a learning curve, and I know people are disappointed out there, but that's that's what it is, and... and uh, I hope uh, the mistakes that were 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 learned will never happen again. That would probably be my 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 main point to take from last Sunday. And I know that it it probably will not uh, leave what most people wanted to get promotion over Division Four. Well, if you have to go up to a second year of that, well, that's Soviet, like you know, that, that those things happen. Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, let's let's start maybe with some of the positives. Let's not jump straight into what people might perceive as some of the negative stuff that's gone in the last couple of days. But uh, let's start maybe with that walk. We did it last year. It was a resounding success. I think people were anxious about whether it might repeat itself this year, but it didn't. It surpassed everything in terms of participation numbers, in terms of funds raised. How important is that event now in the psyche of Leitrim supporters and also to the finances of Leitrim County Board? It's very important from the financial position because, as you know, as I've said often before, we don't have an industrial base which depend totally on our people and on the people of Leitrim. Let them be living in Leitrim, let them be living in Hong Kong, New York, 
England, wherever, we, 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 we depend totally on those people. And the very fact that they raised 175,000 was absolutely phenomenal over the month of January. And uh, how do you say thanks? You just can only come on, on, on forums like this and, and say to the people, we are so grateful for you, what you've done for us. You know, this was the brainchild of Adrian O'Flynn, who came to the Dublin Supporters Club with uh, this idea of the, the January challenge and, and people walking in January. And uh, it just took off through Facebook and word of mouth. And while we have to say it's Leitrim Supporters, there's a lot of people that took part in that and that donated that and would not even be GA people. They are Leitrim people. This is a bigger thing than Leitrim GA. This is connectivity of Leitrim. Leitrim people coming together from far and wide. People talking to other on Facebook. People enjoying the banter. People just wanting to do something for their home county. This money that was got like isn't ring fenced for a senior team or an under 21 team or anything. It's from uh, the development squads right up. It'll put structures in place that going forward that maybe we will be in a better place. Yeah, because let's talk about the practicalities of it. 175,000 now. I know it's, it's kind of replaced the traditional supporters club and really become a, a community that people can get involved in rather than just buy a draw ticket. Um, but it's also raising more money and getting people involved. It's kind of win-win-win on all levels. It, it, absolutely. Well, it, it was the very fact that people bought into it and people got out and walked and their friends sponsored them. The supporters club is a totally different thing. You're giving prizes, you're asking people to buy tickets and the supporters club will be coming on board in the next month or so. That's that was the brainchild of Eamon Dagnan and, and, and Jimmy Ward back all those years ago, and it's 30 something years in existence now. And, and, and they have to be commended for that because Leitrim wouldn't survive without those supporters and, and, and those supporters club. But that's basically as it is. But the walk was something the walk took on a life of its own. As I said, it went a lot further than Leitrim GA or us in the county board or management or anything it just took people wanted to get out there people wanted to connect with our county people wanted to see other people and to just give something matter of small back to the county and hope that it done some good and for that we are forever grateful for that we then uh last sunday week or last saturday week we we, we joined the, the the new york group we like everybody knows that our main sponsors of, of the leitrim senior team is is uh seamus and katrina clark of mcclark's bar on mclean avenue and like uh we were invited over there and i know some people may not be happy that we went to new york but it is uh, imperative that we go and we say thanks to those people for doing what they've done and the very fact that they in their walk in Tibbetts Park made 24,000 that in itself was absolutely phenomenal and I think uh, it was it was we did them justice by going over and saying thanks I know that uh, the whole weekend was shrouded in a little bit of sadness with with with, with the happenings back home and, and and we hadn't very long there but we fitted in what we could from Thursday night until Sunday in the middle of the day and we got back and uh the amount of money that was raised and was brought back, I just cannot say thank you enough to those people. They were so gracious, they were so nice. And and and, and as I said to them over there, we always, particularly me as a, a, a member of, in the middle of, of 10 children, we were always grateful to the Americans for the parcel from America, but Leitrim GA and Leitrim and people are now grateful to the Americans 
for what they have done for us because along with the 24,000, we get the sponsorship as well for our senior team. That's all coming from New York. We can never ignore that. And just if there's any out there watching this, which I am sure there are, I just want to again say thanks a million times, Dee. And of course, there's a, it's a double-edged sword, Henry, because obviously you, you need those finances, you need that support to continue the, the activities of the, of the county board. And anyone who's ever been involved with any organisation at any level knows how important the finances are to anybody, particularly when you're on a shoestring like Lee Tremar in this world of, of Gaelic football and, and GAA at the moment in terms of what other county board's resources have. But there is a bit of a, I suppose, a, a thought out there that maybe it shouldn't have happened, that the timing of it was poor, what do you say to people who maybe hold that view? At the time of which was poor, the trip to New York? Yeah. Well, we didn't organise the, 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 the day when when uh, New York was having their walk and, and they invited us and it was a, a weekend we could go. Like, of course, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am probably 30 years refereeing games. I've been involved in the GA probably all my life. I'm a member of Leitham County Council. I'm quite used to people uh, uh, bearing grudges, giving out about things that happen. But like, somebody has to do those things and, and, and that's, that's what has to be done. I will never apologize for going to New York to say thanks to those people or being with them on their walk. Never. I think it was the right thing to do. It was what had to be done. And uh, may I also say that we want to thank John McManus for his sponsorship of the trip. Like uh, we didn't uh, take anybody's money. John McManus was so good to us. You know, everybody knows that John McManus is one of our good supporters and and, 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 and he is excellent. And that's, that's all I can say on that. Like if people think it was bad diamond, when is there a good time to do that? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not very long in this job. How long more I'll be in it, who knows? But that's that's it. I'm sure there's other people think they would do a better job that I can do, but that's that's fine. And that's the prerogative. I, I, as I said, I would never apologize for going over and saying thanks to the people of New York. And I was so happy to meet somebody like Joe Taylor, who played Preston, who played minor for Leitrim at 87 years of age or whatever, to do that walk for Leitrim and was so excited and delighted. Well, I think that was, to me, that was superb. But anyway, to the people of New York and that, again, fair play to you. Well done. Yeah, no, I, I echo your, your thoughts on it. And I realise how, how important that is. But I just know there has been a lot of talk around the county about that trip in the last couple of days. So I'm glad you kind of clarified um, that for, for anyone who's, who's on that point of view. In terms of the game last weekend, I suppose, more talking points from coming out of it. Obviously, the performance wasn't what we'd like it to be, despite almost snatching victory from the jaws of defeat at the end with that Keith Byrne opportunity that hit the side netting with the last kick of the game. But in terms of, I suppose, the, the, the build-up to it, it just seemed to be a bit... Now, the weather obviously affected everything. Game was moved to Ballyhonus, uh, to Beckham, but but not necessarily to the Dome, which would have made sense. Are we really in a situation in the county end up where there's no pitch in the county that can hold the game? Like, was obviously, <clears throat> I don't, we know Clune has its issues with the, with the surface at times, particularly in bad weather, but was Ballinamore, Carrick, was there no other alternative other than bring the game over to, to Pecan? Absolutely not, and, and every, every avenue was was sourced, and, and everybody knows that the, the, the river at the bottom of Ballinamore, because of the bad weather, can flood out on the pitch and does, and Clune uh, wasn't suitable. There is no other pitch uh, than Park Sean, and Park Sean was not playable under no circumstances. But, uh, 
this this isn't just a, a new phenomenon. This isn't something that happened today or uh, this weekend. Uh, I remember going up to we probably one of the times that we had even Kerry coming to play Leitrim in the league. We had to bring them up to Kina in Longford because Parchon wasn't playable and it wasn't an issue. Kerry won the game and that's it. I, I think the biggest issue was the disappointment of being beaten because of the high of the weekend before against Tipperary. Like, and the boys did not play bad last Sunday. Like we had, the stats shows that we had something like 33 chances on goal and, and, and we took nine points. London, I think, had 11 or 12 and they scored 2-5 out of that. Like, and it's just, it's one of those days things did not go right. And and, and uh, whether you were in Beckon or whether you were in Carrick and Shannon, like, you know, I know people say, you know, you were, you, you give up home advantage, like, but we had home advantage here two years ago against Tipperary. We had home advantage here against Offaly, two teams that we probably should have beaten here in Carrick and, and, and we didn't beat them either. So, it's, it's a learning process. Those things happen. As I said, I've been a long time going to lead from games and I've seen more downs and ups. And uh, I hopefully that we are working towards a more positive attitude and that we will, uh, uh, I think we have a good team. I think we have a good young team. Yes, it's going to take a while to development. And yes, they're going to have to, to learn as they go along. The mistakes that are made will have to be, be learned. But I think we have, we can be positive. Everything isn't going to happen today or tomorrow, but we can be positive. We have some very good footballers, as good as there is any place in any other county at this moment in time. I think there's something there, and I think it's worth working with them and worth staying with them. They have a very good management team in place, and I know that the players buy into that, and they're doing their best. Yeah, you mentioned I would be very loath to criticise them. I have seen the amount of hours that they put up in the centre of excellence in training, like my God, what them players do voluntary for their county, you know, is phenomenal as well. Yeah, well, you might notice I haven't picked out any player, and I won't pick out any player with you to, to chat about because I think you're right. Nobody deserves a criticism for for showing up, and when others maybe don't. But but it's 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 important to kind of make sense that they are amateur players at the end of the day. They don't deserve personal um, attacks or anything about their performances. But you mentioned earlier at the start of the interview about lessons learned. Can you clarify that a bit more in terms of what you feel the lessons we learned on? Are you talking about off the pitch or on the pitch um, from uh, from Sunday? I would say we have to learn lessons off the pitch, no doubt, as 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 a board, as a, a management. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to get into the intricacies of it, but I just I can tell you, like, uh, if if in hindsight. We probably would not have played the game in Beckon or whatever. We wouldn't have agreed to do that, but we did. And told our hands up, we did that. And uh, not as a county board, but as a management, as players. Everybody is involved in the decision-making of what happens now. And, and everybody knew what was going to happen. And, and that was it. And, and we didn't... Uh, I still don't think that uh, it was the venue. The wind was terrible, you know, and, and, and circumstances, everything kind of railed against us. And... and People are upset, and rightly so. And and could we just get up and get on with it, and we go to Waterford this Sunday, and in another must-win game? But I have not ever been involved in many Leitrim games that weren't must-win games. So that's that that that's the story of our life, and 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 that's how it'll be. And other people will come after us, and it'll always be the very same. So, 
Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, we, we talked at the top of the show about the, the fundraising that was done and, and the development work that that's going to facilitate. Um, the under-20s game at the weekend called off due to weather, as half the country was, but um, <clears throat> what's exciting you about uh, the underage development at the moment in terms of under-17 squads coming through, under-20 squads? Can we see one of them maybe break through, get to a kind of final? Is that a realistic cha- challenge this year? Well, I'm not going to promise anybody here that we're going to get through to a Connacht final. I know that there's huge work done. There's a lot of work being done right from the very bottom, and nobody can deny that. There's great coaching work being done, and we had very good GDS, and we still have very good GDS. We have a very good management set up at under-17 and a good management at under-20. What's going to happen when they get out on the field? I know that they're training. They're doing what has to be done. They're doing their strength and condition and there's nutritionists, there's everybody else involved. No stone has been left unturned. And uh, it's not for the want of finance or whatever that we don't win games, but everything that is needed is being put in place at the moment. And that's what we said we'd do from the start. That's what we're doing. And hopefully that it'll bear fruit at the end of the day. Yeah, now, I suppose just before I let you go, I want to ask you about the club scene in the county this year. A couple of new clubs, uh, managers in, in terms of uh, new faces at, at certain clubs around the county, even county champions. Mughal have changed manager. Eamon O'Hara comes in for them, obviously the Sligo, former county Sligo player. Uh, but in, in terms of, I suppose, where the club scene is, it's probably never been as healthy within the county at the moment. Very competitive last year in the, the club championships. What... Uh, is that exciting for you as chairman just look at the the internal structures within the county and kind of say yeah we're close to where we want to be with that well everybody knows that last year's you know we had the showcase of the of the county final which was 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 being nationally for the first time and 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 and, and applauded that uh football received and and Park Sean and the condition of the ground and everything was was wonderful on that day and 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 we showcased that we had every bit as good of footballers within the county and Mohill and Balnamore served up what was an epic and 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 it was one of the highlights of the year and and they couldn't have done that if there wasn't good competition down along the line and there's very good clubs within Leitrim and there's a lot of good work being done on the club scene and I know a lot of effort has been put in and they're already out training again and I don't see I, I you could point the finger at at least four clubs this year that could win the senior championship and that's good good competition the very same with intermediate and back down to junior and while you have competition now we have an issue within the county with numbers at underage level and but that is nearly out of our hands as what may other go on uh you know the issue of, of planning in rural areas is a big issue for, for for clubs and some of the rural clubs are under pressure for numbers at the moment we will survive but there will have to be a lot of amalgamations at, at underage level and we will have to see how that goes but that's the situation that we find ourselves in and, and that's what we have to work with yeah i won't ask you to name the four clubs because i'd say there's probably seven or eight or maybe even ten out there that fancy their chances at the senior championship this year and i won't get you hung in certain quarters around the county uh, anytime soon and uh, um it's been a tough, tough week obviously for for leitrim and fans of leitrim football particularly with the results and and the and everything that came with sunday afternoon but i suppose as soon as one door closes another one opens we're off to water for this weekend it's a tough place to go to get a result, Fatterfield is not exactly the most hospitable of places at the best of times. I know Fatterfield quite well. I was down in 
I think back in the end of the 90s, I remember refereeing a championship game with Watford and Carlo or something down there, and, and it was a, such a windy evening. I know I feel quite well I did the lining another day. Not an easy place to go. It's never easy to go and, and play water, but you could meet Waterford on Monday and we'll have just a nonsense team and they can water were very, very good players because they, they had a very good under twenty team there a couple of years ago and I have no doubt that they will get their their, their team together and get them out. It's not uh going into it after the last Sunday, it's not a, but that's it's going to show the character of the players. It's going to show the character of the management. Everybody has to step up to the mark now and they have to do what they can do. There's no doubt that Leitrim were, you know, expected to beat London. On occasions before, we were expected to beat London. We didn't do it last Sunday. We haven't done it in the past at, on, on, on different occasions. That's always going to be the way. It has to be heads up. We have to go and beat Waterford. That's, that's what's expected of us. And that's what we will be going to Waterford in the hopes of what will happen. And as you rightly said, it has been a tough week for Leitrim football. And you know that there has been some very sad events. And 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 that puts a lot of our 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 complaining and 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 and, and crying into perspective. People have suffered in the county and people have are still suffering and they're bereaving and 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 and, and I think that people have got to get a handle on themselves and, and no stone will be left unturned to do our best. People out there in the county wants us, wishes us to do well. They love to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with the opposition, let that be uh, the Rossies or Longford or Cavan or whatever, and have is good. We don't want to be on the back foot. We want to be as good and better than others. I think that day will come. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I can't let you go without, I suppose, giving you the opportunity to pay your respects to a number of, of families who have uh, suffered bereavements in the last couple of weeks. You mentioned, uh, you didn't mention my name, but the McQueenie family, of course, um, Martin McCartan, the county board treasurer, he unfortunately lost his brother this week. So um, condolences to the McCartans, but also to uh, Brendan Doyle, who was heavily involved in that 50 mile challenge in the administration of it. his father, Edmund, passed away recently as well. So uh, I'm sure you'd like to echo my sentiments in, towards those families as well. Absolutely. We'll go, we'll go back to the trip to New York. We got off the, the plane in New York and got a message we did that what had happened to the McQueenie family. You know, it, it was just heartbreaking. We had heard earlier before we left about Edmund Doyle, Edmund Doyle's father died. On Monday morning, Martin McCartan rang me and he told me that his brother, which was only 61 years of age, had dropped dead. And I think it's so sad. And, 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 and my deepest sympathy goes out to them and to everybody else who have had a bereavement that is the bottom line i know what bereavements are like i probably know as much about it as, as anybody else would know about bereavements and i'm not going to get into that but those things happen like the football we've got to pick ourselves up and we've got to get back on the horse again and keep going absolutely well, listen thanks very much for joining us uh, this morning as we talk and the very very best to you I just want to say to you, Brettany, thank you for uh, highlighting the issues and, and, and not being afraid to ask the questions that has to be asked and that people are talking about and that if, if people are upset raising those issues, they, they, they have to be addressed and I, I don't have any issues with that. But as I said, we're going to do our utmost to make everybody happy. Impossible, but we'll try. 
Excellent. And thanks for joining us. Back in a couple of minutes with Mike Sullivan. Thank you. Now, one of the names that was attached to Andy Morn when he got the job was that of Mike Solon. And he's come in a little bit under the radar. We've taken the opportunity maybe to have a chat with him a little bit about himself, but how he has found the job and been part of that management team with Leitrim over the last couple of months. Mike, you're very, very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Brefney. It's great to be on with you. Well, thank you very much uh, for making yourself available. We, we really appreciate it. I know you're a busy, busy man at the moment. Uh, let's talk a little bit of yourself first, just to introduce you to the listeners who may know the name, but may not know why they know the name. So, Mike, tell us a bit about your background. Obviously, you won an under-21 title with Mayo back in the day, but that's not today or yesterday. What have you been up to since you, you managed to secure that All-Ireland title? Yeah, so just background, uh, I suppose, coaching management-wise, I would have started off with my club Balladrine there in, in 2013. Um, I would kind of finished up early on the playing side of things just with, with, with a couple of injuries and uh, got kind of an unplanned start in 2013. And it's kind of gone from there. I would have coached my under-21 team in 2015 and then took over as manager in 2016 and had five five very enjoyable seasons with them. And... When that finished then, I was back into the club with, with Andy and the both of us were working as joint managers there in, in Balladrine and, and then subsequent to that, then we got got involved in, in Leitrim, which, is, which has been great so far. Yeah, you come from Balladrine, you mentioned, of course, well familiar to people around this area for, for John O'Mahony back in the 90s. We've talked at length with Andy about that relationship, but I'm sure you would have had a similar relationship with John coming through the, the, the scene there in, in St. Nathan's. Yeah, we were, Andy would have mentioned before in, in a variety of places about the influence that John would have had in our group. And, you know, I would have been, I suppose, one of the lucky lads in around school in St. Nathie's in the, in the kind of late 90s and early 2000s that, that would have been, had John as a football coach there for, for three or four years of the five in school. And, you know, I suppose that it, cum, it culminated for us in winning an All-Ireland B title in, in 2000 uh, with St. Nathie's with John and, and you know, John had won the All-Ireland with, with Galway in 98. They won another one in 2001. So we had him through through all of that time. So in, in terms of, a, I suppose, a performative experience or having access to to somebody who was, who was at the absolute top of the game at that time, and, and, you know, John certainly was. And for many years after that, you know, we were very lucky to, to have been around him and to see the way he worked all the way through secondary school. And, you know, probably at the time we were learning an awful lot of things off him that maybe we didn't realise, um, and and certainly you know he would have been he would have been a huge influence on on the guys that would be my age and Andy's age uh, around the club and in in the area in a football sense. Yeah, he seems to have left a, a real big legacy as well in that region in terms of people going on to do great things. Obviously, yourself and Andy have gone have, had the careers you've had, and you're involved with Leach from now. Your own brother brother Barry also would have come out of that incubation centre effectively. He's had a certain position at Arsenal in the Premier League. So it seems to have developed a, a nice kind of atmosphere or environment to really educate you about the game. Yeah, and, and like I said, we were very lucky. My brother would be two years older than me and that Nathie's team that I mentioned there, he would have been he would have been involved a fair bit with John, helping out in the background there, helping out at training. He used to be at all of our games. So again, he would have spent a, a, a lot of time in, in his company and a lot of time talking to him. And, you know, as I mentioned there, you're learning things or there's ideas and standards and, and certain things that, that, you know, they seep in there over a little bit of time when, you, when you're around people um, that, that have the influence that, that John would have had. And, and I suppose at the time, you know, we would have all really we would have all really looked up to John in school, you know, like there aren't too many secondary school students 
at 16, 17 years of age that are being trained by the by the manager who won the All Ireland the year previous. You know, and and when you're a young lad, those those experience are are very strong. John would have been had Sam Maguire in St. Nathie's in in September in '98, not long after the All Ireland when they won it. And you know, I suppose those those influences when you're when you're a young lad, you know, they do they do make a lasting impression. And and you know, he would have he would have worked very hard with us. I mean, there was nothing that would have been off the table with John at the time. There would have been physio sorted out and loads of different things that that wouldn't have just been the norm so you know we were we were treated very well by him and and like i said he would have he would have just had a massive influence on us a massive positive influence absolutely and uh, coming forward to the leitrim gig you mentioned you were in balladrine last year co-managers with andy this year he's the manager you're part of the, the, the we call it the staff but it's, it, you're not paid it, it's a it's a voluntary role effectively but let, let's talk about um the, that change because your co-managers last year not co-managers this year you okay with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's not an issue at all. You know, myself and Andy have been have been friends for since we were kids and would have known each other and played together all the way up. So oh god, that that's 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 absolutely a zero issue at all. Yeah. In terms of I suppose how how the team has come together, there's this pair of you, but also from a, a Leitrim point of view, James Glancy, who's been on the show with us a couple of weeks ago, and Barry McQueenie, uh, part of that backroom team. Amongst I, I saw the program on Sunday, there must have been twelve or fourteen people on that list it's a really professional environment there now what has it been like for you what's your first impressions of of coming into that Leitrim seven? Oh, just been incredibly enjoyable so far i mean the, the players have we couldn't in terms of a response and 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 a work rate from the players we couldn't have asked for for anna the more than we've got so far you know they've they've come in they've worked incredibly hard as you mentioned there there's 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 a lot of people working to try and provide the best for them on the nutrition side the strength and conditioning side the, the performance side, the psychology side, the medical side. So, you know, all of those things feed into, feed into, I suppose, trying to create an atmosphere and a, and a vibe around the group, you know, where the boys are very, very proud to, to play for Leitrim. You know, and we've got James and Barry there, you know, two fellas that would, would need no introduction to Leitrim supporters, two guys that played there and, and were fantastic footballers. So, I mean, we've got a very good mix, myself and Andy, obviously, who, who, who are native Leitrim. And then the two lads who are in there, but it's it's the, the all the guys that are in the background and everybody that has come in, you know, everybody is is just trying to be a, a really positive influence. And and as I said, there it's been very enjoyable so far. Yeah, in terms of I suppose how the league has gone, it's been a mixed bag. It's a bit of a roller coaster following Leitrim at the moment. The highs and the lows just seem to come week after week. Um, a very positive performance against Cavan. A great result the following week uh, to to get the first win of the season, and then I suppose disappointment at the weekend on Sunday. What's been your your kind of journey through those three games so far in the league? Yeah, I think uh, for me it would be so far. I, I would have a very very positive outlook on on the three games so far. As you mentioned, starting with the Cavan one, they're probably I suppose classified as the as the overriding favourites to to win the division in game promotion. Um, and we, you know we had a very very good performance in testing conditions against against Cavan. Uh, similar good performance down in in Tipperary then uh, the week after. Um, Sunday, you know, we would have done a lot of, of what we'd look to do. You know, we would have, on reflection on the game, there's an awful lot of positives to take out from it. And, um, you know, obviously it wasn't perfect and we didn't get the result that we were looking for. But, you know, it's it's very, very hard. League football at this time of the year in testing conditions, you know, it's very, very hard to put consecutive wins together. I don't think there's been consecutive wins since 2019 uh, for Leitrim, in, you know, in the league. So, I mean, these things aren't easy done. And um, you know, certainly we'd we'd look back there on Sunday and we'd see areas to improve on and we'd would have learned an awful lot from it. But there would be there would be an awful lot of positives 
uh, to take from it from us as well and an awful lot to 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 build on and an awful lot for us to build towards towards looking at Waterford this weekend. Can you explain that a little bit to me? Because I know there's people listening to this who are probably screaming at the screen right now saying, what positives could you take out of Sunday? Because from the outside looking in, um, there wasn't a whole pile that the troop be told, okay, we can allow for the conditions, we can allow for the change of venue. Those things weren't ideal, but the actual performance, we created lots of chances, but we didn't take them. But from your point of view and the management's point of view, what, what were the positives and maybe what are some of the lessons that we might learn going into future games? Well, I think in very simple terms there from Sunday, I think we created up on 30 scoring chances uh, over the over the course of the game. Now, our conversion rate obviously wasn't what we would have liked to be having, having only kicked our nine scores. But I would be an awful lot more worried talking to you here if we had created 12 or 13 chances and kicked nine of them. You know, we had some wides that we wouldn't be happy with. We, we didn't finish off some chances that we would have liked to. But I mean, in, in, in terms of, of the creation of those chances, there was an awful lot of good play in, in, in how we developed the game and in how we moved the ball. And, and I think in terms of looking and building and going forward, we had aimed to create a lot of scoring chances. Now, obviously, we want to, we want to increase our conversion rate and our efficiency up front or our efficiency just in terms of the posts in general. But creating 30 scoring chances there in the conditions that we're in baking on Sunday um, you know, was was good going. Now I know there'll be people that'll be looking and saying we didn't convert, but as I said to you there, I'd be I'd be a hell of a sight more worried if we had created thirteen or fourteen and hit nine as opposed to creating creating thirty. So you know, a simple a simple increase in our efficiency on front of goals going into this weekend, you know, will 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 hopefully have a a, a positive effect on on the scoreboard and and what we finish up with in terms of the score in total this weekend. Yeah, we go to Waterford on at the weekend. Oh, they obviously drew with Tipperary. We had a nice, comfortable win down there. Can we read much into that? We go into this game probably as favourites. Can we get the winning mentality back in the squad? Absolutely, you know, and and you know, all we're focused on, you know, as a management team and as a wider group is just improving game to game. There, you know, there there are some habits we we want to improve and change, and you know, the players are still getting to know us as a management team, and we're still getting to know the players, you know, so. You know, we have learned there's learning to be done there on all sides. But you know, we'd be we would have been our positive people as a management team by by nature, and we've got a very positive group of players as well. And you know, I I, I don't foresee that that there's going to be any issue with our mindset or any issue with our approach going into this weekend. You know, league football is is as you mentioned, Breffney can be up and down. You know, it's it's and and sometimes people tend to only look at the outcome, but. You know, in, in terms of what we'd be looking at, obviously we want to win as many games as we can. I mean, that, that goes without saying. But, you know, there, there are times, such as last Sunday, when everything won't go to plan or may not go as well as we would have liked. But there's still a lot to be learned and there's still a lot of development that can happen off the back of a result like that. And certainly we intend to take all the all the lessons that we learned last week and apply them when, when we go down to Waterford this weekend. Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, the overall outlook for Leitrim going forward, and we're looking maybe for the rest of the league campaign into the, the London game and the championship and whatever the summer might hold, or the early summer at least might hold for Leitrim in terms of either the Sam Maguire chase, the Connacht Championship chase, or a Chatham Cup run that might might transpire hopefully later in the in the summer. But th- there is a train of thought out there at the moment, and I'm not saying this is my point of view, but I, I've definitely heard it uh, from supporters that... It doesn't matter who's in the sideline. It's the same players we had last year that Terry had, that previous managers had. And and people are still concerned about the quality. Now, you've come in from a, a much higher level setup in terms of Mayo over the last six or seven years. Is the standard in Leitrim good enough in terms of the quality of player we have? 
And is the application good enough from the players we have in terms of where we go from here? Oh, no question from what we'd have seen since we came in. We've just a very talented group. And there are some, as as you all know, some absolutely fantastic footballers in it, you know. And we've got a really good age range in terms of experience. So lads that have played, you know, a good few years and, and have some championship and league experience under the belt down to the younger lads in the group. Um, who are starting to build that experience and are maybe in year two, three of their Leachum career or maybe even year one of their Leachum career. So we've got a lovely mix, but we've got a very, very, very talented group, you know, and, and as well as that, we've got a group that has a huge work rate and a huge appetite for work. And in, and in terms of making improvements and getting to where we want to go, you know, the players are the most important part of it. And, you know, in every setup or in any team where, there, where there's been success, that the you know, the common denominator to every team is the players, you know. The management and our job is, is to put in place the best you know environment the best systems provide the absolute best in terms of expertise in terms of medical and snc and so on nutrition for the players and give the players the maximum chance to perform that's our job but i would have absolutely no concerns at all about the the quality of of player that are available to 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 us in each at the minute they're a fantastic bunch of lads and i suppose one other thing i've heard just about in terms of the the supports that are out there for the team do they mirror what you would have seen in, in Mayo in terms of a team that's competing at the in in all finals over the last five or six years, the last decade or so? Uh, is the setup we have to the same standard as other counties, with all the the obvious um, issues in terms of resources and, and population, the actual expertise that's available? Is it to the same level? Would it be acceptable in, in Mayo or Dublin in terms of of preparing an intercounty team? I think I know the answer to this, but I have to ask the question if you know. Oh, no. Well, what I would say is since we've come in here, the county board have been incredibly supportive of us. And, and, you know, sometimes in in different counties, it it can be a little bit of a it can be a little bit of a hobby for people to to give the county board a bit of a bashing at different stages. It happens in loads of places. But we've got incredible support from from the county board since we've since we've arrived. And I mean, if you look at the backroom team that's in place around the team uh, at the minute, I mean, we, we certainly do not want for anything in terms of expertise on the medical end. So if you go through the different, I suppose, departments and supports that would be in place for, for an inter-county team, you'd have the medical strength and conditioning, nutrition, psychology, performance, you know, the wellness side of things. And we're very, very well resourced on all of those areas. So, you know, I, I certainly know if I was a, if I was a player with, with what's available to the players there now and the expertise that's available there in the background and available at the end of the phone, uh, you know, for the players, I'd, I'd be very, very happy. So, you know, we've, we've, as I said, got great support from the county board and, and, and we'd be very happy with, the, with the, the team, the wider management and support and backroom team that we have. What would constitute, from your point of view, a, a successful season going forward? Obviously, the London situation is a blip now. Um, I presume we, we make sure we don't repeat that performance or results, definitely. The performance, again, we've touched on it, it wasn't the problem. It was more the results and just maybe couple of individual errors maybe cost at different times goals but as we go forward can we can we turn that around can we win in, in London in Oyslip in a couple of weeks oh absolutely I mean you know that's that's the aim the aim is to be as successful as we can be you know and, and London are going to be sitting in London thinking that you know when we come over they're going to fancy their chances of turning us over and that's the nature of team sports you know I mean if if we didn't think there was there were success available and there wasn't areas for improvements and so on, you know, why would people get involved? You know, we got involved certainly as a management team, you know, Andy, myself, Barry and James, we got involved to, to try and, and make as many improvements and have as much success 
with the team as as we possibly can you know and as i said we've got a we've got a really good reaction from the from the players so far and it's been very very enjoyable you know and they're there's still a long way to go in the, in the in the national league campaign i mean we've 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 still got four games left and and you know we're certainly going to be aiming to win and perform well in all of those in all of those four games you know and and you look from game to game so we go to waterford this weekend we're trying to get our prep as as put together as well as we can this week take the the issues that we are the the learnings that we had from last week get them into our training sessions this week and apply them so that when we go to waterford we're 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 in a better place to put in a, to put in a good performance and and look for the win down there at the weekend. Yeah, in terms of that, I'm glad you brought back to the league because it's four games left, and while it's not mathematically in our hands to to guarantee a league final appearance with four wins, you would expect that teams will beat each other. The likes of Sligo, London, Cavan all have to play each other still. Um, you'd be hoping that they would be able to take points off each other and open the door for us to get back into a potential league final place potentially with that game in Sligo in the last round of, of, the, of the league. Is that realistic? Can we kind of hold out, maybe cross the fingers and hope that a team slip up and let us back in? Well, I think, you know, if you start looking that far down the road, we're focusing on things that we have no control over at all. So, like, if, if, if we look as a management and a playing group, what can we control at the minute? Very simple. We can control our training, our preparation, and our work for this week, and we can control what happens in Waterford uh, on Sunday. Then after that, it just goes on. I know it's a cliche and it's, it's, it's a little bit boring when you say it that way, but that, that's genuinely going to be our aim. We're not focused on anybody else or worried about what anybody else is doing. We're just worried about what we're doing ourselves and, and just trying to maximise our own performances because, as I said, we're in control of what Leighton can do and what our group can do. Um, you know What happens in other results or other parts of the league or who plays who really at this point you know, isn't, isn't, isn't really any major concern. We're just going to focus on, on the games that are in front of us and focus on putting in as as good a performance as we can in, in each one of those games and and as as you said they're just kind of try and build again and you know look for a good result this weekend and a, and and a good performance and then reassess after sunday and start building towards towards the next game yeah yes well just finally i suppose on the london game it's, it's regrettable that the way the game turned out and i suppose had keith burn uh, his final efforts gone a foot to the right instead of the side and end up in the back of the net, we probably wouldn't be having most of these conversations. But when you look back on it as a management team, is there things maybe that you wish you'd done differently or, or, or decisions that were made that you wish were maybe you could change in hindsight? Like I'll throw a few things out that have been on the tip of a lot of Leitrim supporters' tongues. Like for example, the decision to play the game in Vicon. I don't know how much involvement the management team had with that, but um, we spoke to Enda Stenson about it earlier and he said there was a kind of a collective decision with everybody involved in that. Um, but do you wish that decision was made? Do you think that, that had an impact on the effect? The fact that Andy went to New York the week beforehand, I know people have been talking about it. We understand why it had to happen, but but is it is it the right decision? Would they be allowed in a county like Mayo, for example? Oh, I, I think those, like every, everything when people look back, you know, narratives are created retrospectively. That's that, you know, after a result, as you said there, if, if Keith... Um, you know, if that chance had been put away, or if we converted any of the other chances that we had, and we and we won the game by a point, these are conversations that don't happen. But in in terms of 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 Andy going to New York, there, you know, I absolutely think that was the that was the correct decision because in in terms of the we're looking here at the long term development of the team, and we're looking at 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 you know not just a month away or two months away or three months away. You know, you're looking over a, a two to three four year period here. So I mean. Like, uh, I don't think that's, that's, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've heard said 
had any material effect on the on the result last weekend. I mean, you know, pe- people obviously that's the nature of the nature of GA is that is that re- the result informs an awful lot of the conversations that happen after games. And you know, I think that's the nature. People like to talk, and people, you know, that's you know, people as supporters. When I was a supporter myself, you know, you hear all you hear all of those things. But no, certainly, like I mean. We would have felt that we were well prepared going into the game last Sunday. You know, we would have had, we wouldn't have been worried on that front about any of those issues that you mentioned there wouldn't have, wouldn't have really come up. You know, we were just focused on, on, on getting to the game and, uh, and giving as good a performance as, as, as we could. Now, we didn't get the result. And as I said, the performance was far from perfect, but there was a lot of stuff that we could take from it that we can use to build towards the next game. But, you know, I, I think, um, like those those issues that you mentioned there in terms of me and in terms of decisions that were made, you know, when you lose a game, everybody looks back and probably rakes over everything. And if you win a game, people just assume that things are okay and you move on. But for us as a management team, we would have been happy with our preparation going into that that game. And, you know, it was it was a tight one. And, you know, we, we could have got over the line by a point or two. We didn't. And, and that's life. And that's National League football. You know, at this time of the year, with the conditions as they are and, and, and with games coming thick and fast, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 I suppose the result from one week to the next is, is, you know, is always in doubt and, and people, you know, us as a team and everybody else that's, that's in our division have to, have to be at very close to hundred percent every day you go out on the pitch. And um, if you're looking to get the results and if you're looking to make the progress that you want to make. Absolutely. Well, listen, Mike, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us today. And uh, welcome to Leitrim. Uh, welcome to the, the team. And Sunday aside, it has been all very positive. And I think we'll get back, hopefully, to a, a more positive environment next week with a, a good performance and hopefully a win down at Farfield. Not an easy place to go to get a result, uh, but uh, hopefully that will uh, come together at the weekend for you, for Andy, for the whole team, uh, behind the scenes and on the pitch over the next couple of weeks. Thanks very much, Mike, for joining us. Spot on, Brefney, no hassle. Cheers. Of course, the ladies were in action this weekend as well, and they had a, a very, very productive day in Derry as they won out 1-6 to four points. The first half goal from Elise Broom, the difference between the sides. It was an experimental side uh, by Leitrim. A couple of young blood players coming through there. Uh, really, really good to see those girls get an opportunity to wear the county jersey and, and maybe show what they are capable of for later in the year. But... Hugh Donnelly getting a chance in the league and without sacrificing the game to, to see what the youngsters coming up are more than capable of doing. Of course, they now sit top of the table uh, with four points, two wins out of the first two games with Antrim to come in two weeks' time. We'll be chatting to the, the ladies' uh, squad, one, at least one member of the squad, uh, next week on the show ahead of that crunch game. Each one going into that as big favourites to emerge uh, to get into the the next stage of the league competition. In terms of the actual show, though, that's it for us for today. Thank you so much to Enda Stenson and to Mike Solon for making themselves available on what was a tough week. And we said at the start of the show, but I think it takes guts sometimes to show up to interviews on weeks like this when maybe the feeling isn't so good after a poor result at the weekend. Uh, But there will be better and brighter days ahead for this Leitrim team and this Leitrim management team uh, as we come through the next couple of weeks up to that championship clash in mid-April with London again we get a chance for revenge 
quicker than we might have usually got in previous years. So you know, we look forward to that in the coming weeks. But that is it for the week. Don't forget you can check everything out on our website, finalwhistle.ie, or follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and Twitter as well. Now we're more than happy to, to have you there, and we'd love to have your company. So do check us out and follow us on all of those platforms. I'll be back with you again next week for another look around the grounds of Leitrim Football and Hurling and Ladies Football and further beyond. Talk to you then and chat to you next week.